Welcome to SF Site Audio Reviews. Let's start off the new year with an old classic, Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. First published in 1953, this is a story that, once you hear it, you simply can't forget it. For most of us, the weather is a little on the chilly side this time of year, so why don't we just grab an armload of books and start a nice warm fire? This would seem like a perfectly fine idea to Fireman Guy Montag. It was a pleasure to burn. It was a special pleasure to see things eaten, to see things blackened and changed. With the brass nozzle in his fists, with his great python spitting its venomous kerosene upon the world, the blood pounded in his head, and his hands were the hands of some amazing conductor, playing all the symphonies of blazing and burning to bring down the tatters and charcoal ruins of history. With his symbolic helmet numbered 451 on his stolid head, and his eyes all orange flame with the thought of what came next, he flicked the igniter, and the house jumped up in a gorging fire that burned the evening sky red and yellow and black. Montag enjoys burning the homes of those who break the law by owning books, at least until an idealistic young girl moves next door and makes him begin to question what he's doing. They walked on again in silence, and finally she said thoughtfully, You know, I'm not afraid of you at all. He was surprised. Why should you be? So many people are. Afraid of firemen, I mean. But you're just a man, after all. And then Clarice McClellan said, Do you mind if I ask, how long have you worked at being a fireman? Since I was 20, 10 years ago. Do you ever read any of the books you burn? He laughed. That's against the law. Oh, of course. It's fine work. Monday, burn Malay, Wednesday, Whitman, Friday, Faulkner, burn them to ashes, then burn the ashes. That's our official slogan. As Montag's confusion grows, he wants to talk with his wife about his dilemma, but his wife's dependence on the media for fulfillment leaves them both totally isolated. Without turning on the light, he imagined how this room would look. His wife, stretched out on the bed, uncovered and cold, like a body displayed on the lid of a tomb, her eyes fixed to the ceiling by invisible threads of steel, immovable. And in her ears, the little seashells, the thimble radios tamped tight, and an electronic ocean of sound, of music and talk and music and talk, coming in, coming in on the shore of her unsleeping mind. The room was indeed empty. Every night the waves came in and bore her off on their great tides of sound, floating her wide-eyed toward morning. There had been no night in the last two years that Mildred had not swum that sea, had not gladly gone down in it for the third time. Montag also senses growing isolation from his fellow firemen. His questions at work motivate co-workers to read from the official fireman's manual to refresh his memory. Established, 1790, to burn English-influenced books in the colonies. First fireman, Benjamin Franklin. Rule, one, answer the alarm swiftly. Two, start the fire swiftly. Three, burn everything. Four, report back to firehouse immediately. Five, stand alert for other alarms. Everyone watched Montag. He did not move. The alarm sounded. The bell in the ceiling kicked itself 200 times. Suddenly, there were four empty chairs. The cards fell in a flurry of snow. The brass poles shivered. The men were gone. 
The call takes the fireman to an elderly woman's house whose attic is filled with books. After dumping all her treasures on the living room floor, Montag is distracted and unable to believe the woman's reaction to the destruction of her books. Montag, he jerked about. Don't stand there, idiot. The books lay like great mounds of fishes left to dry. The men danced and slipped and fell over them. Titles glittered their golden eyes, falling. Gone. Kerosene! They pumped the cold fluid from the numeraled 451 tanks strapped to their shoulders. They coated each book. They pumped rooms full of it. They hurried downstairs, Montag staggering after them in the kerosene fumes. Come on, woman. The woman knelt among the books, touching the drenched leather and cardboard, reading the gilt titles with her fingers while her eyes accused Montag. You can't ever have my books, she said. You know the law, said Beatty. Where's your common sense? None of those books agree with each other. You've been locked up here for years with the regular damn Tower of Babel. Snap out of it. The people in those books never lived. Come on now. She shook her head. The whole house is going up, said Beatty. The men walked clumsily to the door. They glanced back at Montag, who stood near the woman. You're not leaving her here, he protested. She won't come. Force her, then. Beatty raised his hand, in which was concealed the igniter. We're due back at the house. Besides, these fanatics always try suicide. The pattern's familiar. Montag placed his hand on the woman's elbow. You can come with me. No, she said. Thank you anyway. I'm counting to ten, said Beatty. One, two, please, said Montag. Go on, said the woman. Three, four, here. Montag pulled at the woman. The woman replied quietly. I want to stay here. Five, six, you can stop counting, she said. She opened the fingers of one hand slightly, and in the palm of the hand was a single slender object. An ordinary kitchen match. Bradbury weaves a tale that is both frightening and sometimes uncomfortably familiar. Narrator Christopher Hurt delivers a memorable reading of a special 50th anniversary edition which was published in 2003. This unabridged five-hour reading also includes an afterword and a coda by Bradbury, which offers additional insights into the author's feelings about one of his seminal works. If you've never read Fahrenheit 451, this is an excellent way to experience an extraordinary story. And, as in my case, if it's been a while since you visited the dystopia of Guy Montag, then it's well worth a return visit to the land of burning books. Thanks to Blackstone Audiobooks for permission to use clips from their audiobook in this review. I'm Susan Dunman, inviting you to read at the speed of sound.